COVID-19. We urge you to help keep our community safe. We're all together, 864. Have you searched all over for your family's vehicle and can't find it on the lot? With the largest selection of Nissans in the upstate, Granger Nissan of Anderson is sure to have what you need in stock and ready to drive off the lot today. Proudly serving the upstate, Granger Nissan of Anderson is a proud partner of the Clemson Tigers and home with a lifetime powertrain warranty on all new vehicles. Conveniently located at 3510 Clemson Boulevard in Anderson and only 25 miles from Greenville and online at GrangerNissanofAnderson.com. If you're looking for first-class service, consider First Class Halt. Here at First Class Halt, our technicians are not paid by commission. All this does is promote unnecessary repairs and dollars being spent by you. We pride ourselves on being honest. We will never sell you a service that doesn't need to be done, and no surprises. All prices must be approved by you before work is done. Come see what First Class Service really means. First Class Halt, located in Anderson and Greenville. Interested in social work? How about engineering? Maybe you want to be a teacher or financial manager? At Tri-County, their university transfer program is designed to put you on the pathway of your dreams. You see, their general education courses are anything but general. Their expert advisors will help you select the courses that will provide the smoothest transition with the greatest number of transfer credits to a four-year college or university. Start there. Save money. Succeed at whatever's next. tctc.edu slash transfer. It's time for the Mark Childress Show on 105.5 The Roar. Sports from a different angle with national guests and exclusive player and coach interviews. And now, Mark Childress. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Mark Childress Show every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 right here on The Roar. We are also simulcast over on Facebook Live. Go to The Roar's Facebook page. Go to the Mark Childress Show Facebook page. We're in Prong Studios in Greenville, South Carolina. Only show in the upstate of South Carolina that is simulcast on the radio and on Facebook as well. Really excited about the show today. Two hours of football talk, except one little tiny part of a segment where I want to talk about a sport other than football. Football. So that's a teaser for later in the show. But tons of football talk. If you want to get in here, 864-654-7627. Also, if you're hanging out with us on Facebook, you're welcome to jump in the comments with questions. And we will go uh, with you guys on that. As always, every Wednesday night. Mr. Richmond Weaver is here with me. Richmond man, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I guess you're going to keep it a surprise from the guys helping you. Oh yeah, we're not doing. We're going to talk about. We're not doing any prep work. It did may or may not have to do with the big golf tournament going on in Augusta next week, and I am going to have an unbelievable guest on the show next Wednesday night talking golf. But we're going to be doing a ton of football today. Let's do it. So um, again, if you want to jump in, the Northland Communication phone lines are open eight six four six five four seven six two seven. We're going to talk a little bit about Boston College. Make our way into Notre Dame. Uh, Two great guests today talking a ton of. Clemson football at 7.45. We've got Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. At 8.25, we've got Morgan Thomas from the Morgan Thomas Show. So a ton of Clemson football talk. Before we talk about BC, though, Richmond, I think I was the one that shared this news with you just a couple of minutes ago. Uh, Dabo just announcing that uh, at um, no Tyler Davis, no Mike Jones Jr. for the game against Notre Dame. Yeah, and that's a big deal. 
that you're not going to have both of those. And I was under the impression that there was going to be a good chance, at least more so with Mike Jones yes. than Tyler Davis. I know with the high ankle sprain type of situation that can linger on for a while. Uh, but I was hoping at least maybe not 100%, but could they play at 80% just to have them out on the field is huge. And obviously not having them is going to be a big issue for the Tigers just from a defensive perspective. We saw how the void that they left in the Boston College game. Now, Brent Venables yep. got into his lab at halftime and mm -hmm. dialed some things up and uh, was able to get the Tigers back on the defensive front in terms of getting pressure, making some stops, the key stops that they needed to do. But you know, can they do it against a team like Notre Dame that we know has one of the best offensive lines in the country? Yeah, and I've been thinking about this game today. We're going to talk about it, how we're going to get uh, you know, a win up in, uh, up in South Bend, trying to figure all that out. This changes everything. So we'll be talking about it over the course of the show. So Clemson will be down three defensive starters because Jamie Skalski will also be out. You take the best player in college football out of the equation, Trevor Lawrence. Haven't heard anything on Joe Ngata yet or Frank Ladson, who barely the two of them barely played last week. I think Ngata had six snaps. Ladson had no snaps. Mm -hmm. What's going to be the status of them? So, uh, man, it's going to be interesting. And this is a game up at Notre Dame I have had circled. This was announced probably five or six years ago. I have wanted to go to this game in South Bend since then. I mean, literally the day it was announced, I'm like, I'm going there. That's a bucket list place for me. Always wanted to go up there. The last couple of years, I've been getting super excited about you know being able to do it. Obviously, we won't be making the trip up there. Uh, for the game this year, but man, 2020, let's get weird, man. Let's just have half the team not play and figure it out from there. That's what it seems like, and that is a bucket list destination because of the history of Notre Dame oh, yeah. and all of that, and <laughs> I would have to say I have been to Notre Dame, went to a Notre Dame-Penn State game, and this is when Joe Paterno was still coaching. Holy mackerel, yeah, okay, so nice. It, it was a great experience, and even just around the stadium itself uh -huh. just the atmosphere i mean it's very similar to down here in the south in terms of how much they love college football i mean notre dame you know south bend that's a college football town obviously and so i mean you could feel just the pageantry the camaraderie uh -huh. all of that and so even more so a shame that there's one aspect of no fans, but then you, there, there's not the same type of feel. It's just yeah. not going to be the same. Now, again, when they blow the whistle and it's between the white lines, I think the players, they just play. That yep. doesn't matter. But just from a fan experience standpoint, that definitely was a game that a lot of Clemson fans had circled. Absolutely. And uh, you talk about no fans and just the limited. I'm still, you know, we can we can pick apart the Boston College game here the entire show tonight if we wanted to, but I wanted to ask you this because I think this is an important piece. So, I went to the national championship game in January against LSU. Okay, and by the way, that seems like I was thinking about that on the car drive over. That seems like five years ago. I was going to say seven years ago. <laughs> I truly can barely even remember uh, being there, but that, it, it was only what ten months ago, and, and it feels like so much longer. But. That was the only game in a really long time that Clemson has lost, that I, was, that I was in attendance at, right? So there was a point in the fourth quarter of that ball game where I realized Clemson was not going to win. And it was a feeling that I hadn't had in a really long time. And, and as I was looking back, you look at the last regular season loss in 2017 against Syracuse, all the way up to the end of that ball game, I thought Clemson was going to win that game. 
I mean, they had the ball near the end of the game and had a chance to win. It never, like, registered with me that they would lose. 2016 against Pitt, never thought we'd lose. They lose on the last, you know, last second, right? So this program has changed so much that it's a feeling that I have not had in a long time, and I did not ever have the feeling that I had at LSU during the Boston College game. Now, I felt like Clemson, I, I'm not saying I, I knew they'd win the whole time. When that fumble was returned for a touchdown to go up 21-7, I was like, okay, we got a problem. But even going into halftime, and Faxon, who's back there, can attest, I was like, it's just a two-score game. Clemson could come out and go right down the field and score, which is what they did. And I'm like, hey, man, if you can head into the fourth quarter, if you can cut it to a one, you know, and it, and it worked out. How did you feel? And I'm not bragging or saying it. I'm just, I was, I guess, stunned after it was over that I never had that, hey, we're going to lose this game moment. Yeah. No, you're did profit, you have it? You're profit. So, okay. You yeah, that's really what happen, this is right? about. It's just, <laughs> it's just hyping me up. But you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. And for me, I had the same feeling, at least in the first half, that probably what you were talking about, that when they uh, took the fumble back for a touchdown and you said, Mm -hmm. there's a problem. And my feeling was like, okay, it's going to be one of those days. Mm -hmm. The craziness is happening. Even outside of the fumble recovery, I even felt the... The touchdown catches were ridiculous that Boston College had. You know, I mean, it was one of those things where, okay, could they continue those type of plays for a full game, 60 minutes? And that's where I didn't think that they could. And I equated it to, and you can understand this as well, just from a basketball standpoint, in the games you see in one half, a team just can't miss. And in the second half, they can't make a shot. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost like a law of averages. It balances out, so to speak. And I felt that that what would happen with Boston College. There's no way they could keep making those type of plays. Yeah. And for me, the momentum changed when Potter makes the field goal. It was right? huge. It was huge. And it mm-hmm. looked like it was going wide right. And somehow he it snuck in there it curved back left and came in there and then seeing Dabo and the rest of the players they were celebrating and Dabo was like laughing and you know just kind of hitting helmets and Uh you didn't see any tension you didn't see any oh well we cut it to 15 we still got a lot of work to do yeah it was like celebratory like that was was an amazing kick you know and it was that type of attitude. I was like, okay, I think we're going to have a shot. And knowing that we had the ball coming back, mm-hmm. we're going to get the ball in the beginning of the third quarter. I felt very good uh, at that point. And I wouldn't say that, oh, we're going to win this game yeah. because craziness can happen. But I was at least to the point where like, all right, I think we've got a shot now. Because if we don't make that kick, I probably would have had the feeling like, all right, we're that not going to win huge. this game. Yeah, that was, that was a big overlooked element and aspect of it and and it's really strange and you know they they send out the notes on the game every week they come out on monday and i immediately jump in because i'm a nerd for all the stats and things like that and a lot of uh what's getting attention about the notre dame game this weekend is the fact that it's a matchup between two top five teams which has never really even happened in the acc before right this is the first time two acc teams in the top five will have matched up with one another and i was looking down the list of all the top 10 matchups in the acc and there were some brutal ones for clemson on that list some losses to florida state the Jameis winston game and a couple like that and that kind of got me reminiscing about 
how much this program has evolved because back then and this was clemsoning and even post clemsoning right i know it's a bad word but i'm going to use it you know back then i went into a game with a knot in my stomach a lot in 20 even in 2012 2013 2014 right as as clemson's evolving as a program how were they going to find a way to not win this game and now it's completely different and even tyler davis mike jones jr normally the reaction to this should be we're in big trouble at a top five team on the road this weekend, and I'm I'm still like, oh man, we got this. But Clemson Clemson finds a way. They find a way. I mean, there is absolutely no business they had winning that ball game on Saturday, and they found a way to do it, and they kind of did it with ease, if that makes sense. I mean, they had to put forth a lot of effort, but they didn't need a miracle play or a last second touchdown or seven fourth down conversions or a lucky bounce. They just executed and did it. They did. And considering they were down by 18. At I know, it's point, crazy. I mean, it's biggest home comeback ever, ever. And I would have never guessed that. I mean, uh, considering, I mean, how long Clemson has been playing football. But I, I think there's this aspect as well that gone are the days where some of these games you're almost surprised that they would win. And what I mean yeah. by that is some of those, like the Florida States, uh, the Georgia games, like, we won, amazing, you know, didn't think we would win. Uh-huh. And now it's the other side in terms of, you know, I, I didn't think we would ever lose. And that, that's a whole different feeling that you're getting uh, from uh-huh. The Clemson culture that Dabo has built and how it has just continued to build upon itself. And I think I saw it really summed up as well, this culture. And I, and I, I tend to talk about it a lot because I think it's mm-hmm. so powerful. It is. It's palpable, this culture that Dabo has built. And the whole coaching staff and the players have bought into it and all of that. But it's when Etienne fumbles the ball and he comes over to the sideline mm-hmm. and Dabo meets him. And just puts his arm around him. And you could tell Dabo's just loving him up instead of almost like coaching him in terms of, you know, what are you doing? What, what happened? Mm-hmm. You know, explain. You could tell he wasn't doing any of that. You could tell it was almost the aspect of, hey, man, you're still our guy. We, we love mm-hmm. you. This is just one play, you know, that type of thing. Just like I said, loving him up. And sure enough, later on, Dabo explained that he was basically just telling him that, hey, man, what you've accomplished, this is just one <laughs> little blip on, yep. you know, and we'll we'll figure this out, you know. And, and I think that just continues to showcase that if you have a culture like that, that guys are bought in, mm-hmm. when you have adversity like they had, they can they can rally. They can come together. Yes. And we're seeing that, uh, and not just in that game. We see it in other situations because you talk about not having Tyler Davis and Mike Jones Jr. and James Skalski. Well, good grief. They didn't have Trevor Lawrence. I know. That's crazy. Right? And now even going into Notre Dame game, no Trevor Lawrence, and it, you would still think everybody would be like, oh, gosh. You don't have your quarterback because we know quarterback is the most important position. I don't care if it's high school, college, pros. It's the most important position. You've got to have one. Mm-hmm. And there's still this sense of, okay, yeah, it's going to be a little bit harder, but we can still win at Notre Dame. It's just, are we spoiled or are we charmed? I mean, I guess that's the, I feel like there's a portion of the fan base that when Clemson doesn't win by five touchdowns, they're upset. 
and we get calls into the show. I see people on social media. I feel like that you're being a little spoiled, but we're it's both. I, it's both, but it's charmed. I mean, we should be honored. What we're watching right now is not normal, and the winning streaks that we're on with the Saturday wins, the longest streak of Saturday wins, and ever, ever. Yeah, was it forty-eight or forty-nine now? I think I think we're up to fifty. I've got it, it on my stat now? sheet here. I think we're up to either fifty or fifty-one straight Saturdays that you could win a game. Longest home winning streak in school history. Longest home winning streak active in the country. All these ACC games in a row. All these regular season games in a row. It's just amazing. And, and I guess that's what kind of landed with me in some capacity and what was a really wild and hectic Saturday for both of us with all of our our broadcasting duties and thinking about the show this week and, and all of that. It's just it's amazing. And even though we're down now three defensive starters against uh, Notre Dame this weekend and you're down your starting quarterback and there might be a couple of other folks that uh, that don't make the cut either uh, to be able to make it up there. I'm still very confident Clemson's going to find some way to do this this weekend. Yeah, it, I, it, it Isn't that crazy? Will, it is crazy. It, it will definitely be a very competitive game. And just think about it also just from a defensive perspective that there's been no continuity in terms of starting lineup. No. Every single week it's been a different mm-hmm. mix because of injuries and just what the defense has still been able to do. It's remarkable. It really is. So you mentioned the culture, and that's really interesting because I was kind of tying all this into that, and you didn't even know it. But there is a coach that – acted, I feel like, the exact opposite of what Dabo did this weekend. And it really irritated me. And it's still bugging me. So we're going to talk about that coming up after the break. I saw a couple of callers jumping in there. We will be back uh, here in just a couple of minutes at segment number two on the show. So I'm going to tell you about the coach that's bugging me. We're going to shift focus really into that Notre Dame game coming up this weekend. Football talk continues. This is the Mark Childress Show. Clothes don't make somebody a cowboy. It's a lifestyle, an attitude. You're entitled to nothing. You earn everything you got. It's rooted in your soul. And the pain? Well, yeah, that's guaranteed. God knows this life isn't easy, but it's worth it. Boot Barn. It's good to be home. University Cottages offers the widest variety of apartments, duplexes, townhomes, and game day homes for purchase in and around the Clemson University campus. All University Cottage locations are pet friendly and have access to amenities, including a large pool, dog run, a grilling area, and clubhouse for lounging, and more. With 10-month lease options and units available now, call today for a tour. They won't last long. Visit universitycottages.com for more information and to apply online. That's universitycottages.com. Granger Nissan of Anderson is not only the home with a lifetime warranty, but the winner of the 2017 and 2018 Nissan Award of Excellence. Granger Nissan is here to serve the upstate with excellent service and competitive pricing. With the largest selection of Nissans in the upstate, Granger Nissan is sure to have what you need in stock and ready to drive off the lot today. Granger Nissan of Anderson at 3510 Clemson Boulevard, only 25 miles from Greenville, and always online at GrangerNissanOfAnderson.com. No one plans a plumbing problem. Lucky for you, Roto-Rooter is there 24-7, 365, just like they have been for over 30 years. Locally owned by proud Clemson alumni, they'll handle anything. 
plumbing inside or out, home or business, from sinks to disposals to septic tanks. They are the experts. Serving the upstate and western North Carolina. Call 288-7686 or online at rotorooter.com. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And wake no troubles down the drain. Are you mechanically inclined and love working with your hands? High-demand jobs with great wages are within reach in the exciting world of computerized machining operations. And the CNC Programming and Operations Program at Tri-County Technical College is your best next step. Literally dozens of companies right in our own backyard need you to learn the manual and computer-controlled machining skills today to enter the advanced manufacturing workforce of tomorrow. Learn more at tctc.edu slash CNC. Hartwell Village is the ultimate one-stop shopping experience at the intersection of Tiger Boulevard and Pendleton Road in Seneca. With retailers including Aldi, Petco, Marshalls, Michaels, Ulta, Rack Room Shoes, and Five Below. Also, new favorites like Aloha Nails and Spa, Five Guys Burgers and Fries, Great Clips, Tipsy Taco, Whimsy Cookie, Mr. Knickerbocker, and AFC Urgent Care. With stores for everyone and stocked with anything you need, Hartwell Village wishes our Clemson fans a happy shopping experience and a fantastic year. Go Tigers! If you've been accused of a crime, injured due to someone else's actions, or hurt on the job, you need to act quickly. Your freedom, medical care, and future are at stake, and the outcome of your case could have a huge impact on your life. Call Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney today, to get you the best possible outcome for your case, including the compensation you're entitled to. Criminal, personal injury, and workers' comp. Get the advantage of using your local hometown attorney, Nick Lavery. Call today for your free consultation at 864-654-3680. Science has noted that the ant can lift over 1,000 times its body weight, but we are ants. So for all of your heavy lifting and heavy moving needs, call the certified professionals at Electric City Crane Service. OSHA certified and safety focused. They provide crane rental and rigging for upstate South Carolina, northeast Georgia, and western North Carolina. Call 833-WE-LIFT for your free project quote, 833-W-E-E-L-I-F-T. Also visit electriccitycrane.com for project photos and more information. Go Tigers! Have you thought about the legacy you will leave for your family? David Green would like to help you ensure that you leave a legacy you are proud of. There is no better time than right now to plan for the future. Whether it is a simple will, power of attorney, family trust, or other option, David is here to help you prepare the right plan for you and your family. Call today at 864-271-7940 so they can help discuss your family's legacy. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Welcome back in to the Mark Childress Show. Thanks for hanging out with us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9, talking football this evening. We're also live over on Facebook. We're the only radio show in the upstate of South Carolina that simulcasts over on Facebook Live. Go to the Roars Facebook page. You can also go to the Mark Childress Show Facebook page. And if you go to the Mark Childress Show Facebook page, give me a like. I'm very close to a milestone. I haven't been promoting it, but I'm very close to a milestone that I'll be very excited about. So if you're watching, go and uh, click on the Mark Childress Show. Give me a like and a follow over there because I'm very close to, uh, to hitting a milestone. So, hey, if you want to jump in with us, 864-654-7627. Hanging out here with Richard Weaver. Um, we will have Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk with us next segment. Um, we're going to be talking a bunch of Clemson football here. So 
I teased this going into the break. You talked about the culture, right? You talked about Dabo. You talked about him putting his arm around ETN after the big fumble, the game-changing 14-point swing moment, high-pressure situation. Dabo's not getting angry at him. He, he's, he's taking the time. He's doing a teachable, coachable moment, right? There's another coach this weekend that did the opposite of that. And when I saw, I didn't see it live because of all my running around on Saturday. But Sunday morning, I got up, I watched College Football Live, and I saw the replay. I was absolutely stunned. I was stunned by what I saw. Who do you think I'm talking about? I don't think I know. Okay. There was a big fight in the game oh, between yes. Florida yes, I do know it. and Missouri. And the fight itself was incited, in my opinion, by Dan Mullen, who, now listen, it was a dirty hit on his quarterback, Kyle Trask. I get it. He ran off those sidelines, literally like maniacal, running out there, screaming at players, getting his players fired up. That's what led to the fight, where punches were thrown and somebody could have got hurt. Then, after everything gets separated, goes into the locker room, comes back out, and is like pumping up the crowd. Like, yeah, let's go, come on, trying to get everybody angry. I'm like, what am I watching? I felt like I was watching like a peewee league football out of control coach. It really bothered me. And I'm like, if that was Dabo or, you know, I'm a big Washington team, if that was Ron Rivera, I would be embarrassed. I really would be. I mean, it really bothered me. I felt like he put his players in danger. I felt like he put the Missouri players in danger because it led to a physical altercation. And it did because he did it. And he got fined this ridiculous thing. He should not be on the sidelines for the game against Florida, against Georgia this weekend. And even if you're the athletic director, I feel like you go to him and say, what are you doing? I mean, just in today's times, and as sensitive as we are about so many things, Dan Mullen can run off the sidelines and incite a fight in a football game, and nobody even seems to care, but it bothered me. What say you? Yeah, I just think it just showcases what the foundation is and the long-lasting, I should say, maybe not long lasting that it's not sustainable though that type of program is always going to be in a situation where it's going to be a roller coaster ride ups mm-hmm. and downs because of you have a coach like dan mullen and i've been saying it all along i don't understand what people see in dan mullen i don't mm-hmm. see why florida was so giddy about getting him from mississippi state and why so many people were talking about that oh he's going to he's so great in the sec I mean, he never had a winning record overall at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I know they had a little bit of success, but again, nothing that could be sustained because he seems to be that type of guy that just flies off the handle. Yeah. Uh, and that was definitely evident uh, during that situation. I mean, you, you, you've got to be in a situation where as a leader, you've got to lead by example. Yes. And that's not leading by example. I mean, no. that's that's bringing your players down to a level that they should never be at. Because how many times we talk about, I mean, it, you you can have emotions. That's mm-hmm. good, right? Yeah, I like that. You I do. want my coach to be emotional. No, I do. Well, here's my point: is that you can have emotions, just don't get emotional. Yes, and that's what that's I think. A good way to put it. And I think that's what's happening with Dan Mullen. He just gets emotional and. And when you get emotional, you don't think rationally. You think erratically. And that's just what what I felt was happening with him. And I've seen it happen before. Just remember, after the LSU loss, I mean, the uh, Texas A&M loss that Florida had, he's the one 
you know, singing from the top of the mountain, I want all fans in the swamp. Yeah. During the pandemic, uh-huh. <laughs> during you know a situation where they're not even allowed, but he's demanding that they better be all there for the next game. Mm-hmm. And and it just comes back to biting though, because then he gets tested positive for COVID. Yeah. Several players, and they don't even have the game against LSU. And so I it it, it bugs me as well, just because I've never been a Dan Mullen fan. Yeah. I don't know if I've really ever thought about the guy that much. I mean, I don't know if I was a fan or not a fan, but I know that I'm not a fan now. And it reminded me of the Syracuse-Duke game probably six or seven years ago now where Jim Beheim just had an implosion at the end of the game. Do you remember that? And he ran out there and he ripped off his jacket. Yeah. And they ended up, you know, making fun of him about Michael Jackson and stuff like that. And, and I get it. And listen, I don't want my coach, like you're saying, I like the way you said it. Have emotions, but don't be emotional. I don't want my coach standing over on the sidelines just standing there. You can yell at the refs sometimes. You can get emotional sometimes. But to take it, to run out onto the field and incite a physical altercation, I just don't understand why this story just wasn't. I mean, he started a fight. Dan Mullen started the fight. So it was just weird, and I thought that was strange, and I was very glad that it was happening to another another school and uh, and not any of the schools or any of the teams that I pull for. Yeah. So uh, interesting stuff. There. And it shows you just a stark difference. Yeah, it does. A, a culture that you would want to emulate or be a part of. And again, I think it even goes back to you know the story that Dabo tells about the uh, board of trustees when he's interviewing for the job and mm-hmm. they talk about, hey, we want to be like Michigan, like Florida. And Dabo says, well, that's not my vision. Mm-hmm. Know, my vision is just the opposite, that Michigan and Florida want to be like Clemson. And that just speaks volumes to what you're seeing, how the difference between Clemson and, say, a Florida and the, the culture that they have. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of the Georgia Bulldogs. Well known if you listen to the show. No, I do know Because of all the time yes. I spend in Atlanta and all the going ons. I don't know who I'm pulling for this weekend. That's how much it irritated me. Like, normally I would be like, Florida, please just beat Georgia so I don't have to listen to the fans anymore. They could be done for the year with their second loss and move on. Now I'm kind of in toss-up mode. I kind of want to see Dan Mullen get a big old bite of karma this Saturday. I don't think he is. I think Florida's going to win it, but I don't know. It's strange. And that does lead me into basketball, right? I mean, you see basketball coaches have meltdowns on the regular. You don't really see football coaches have meltdowns like he did on the regular. Now, I do remember uh, a couple of years ago, Florida State, Jimbo Fisher, in a pretty in a close game against Clemson, just was irate about a, a clipping call that might not have been a call, and then he ended up getting an additional 15-yard penalty on top of that that really completely yes, changed the game. Yeah. That was the only other time I could really come up with a time where I felt like a coach had, a football coach had a basketball coach-like reaction. Yeah, you see it occasionally, or, or I shouldn't say occasionally, you see it almost every game with Nick Saban. I mean, he'll lose it, but it'll just be for a split second. Yes. And, like, he's yelling, and then, yeah. like, saying, you know, he's back. Throws under, one thing. Yes, yep. and he's mm-hmm. back under control. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you don't necessarily see it too much in football uh, that a coach completely loses it, where basketball, I mean, you, you sometimes basketball, though, it, it's intentional. Uh, they want to get a technical. Yes. Trying to spark mm-hmm. some type of uh, emotion you know, that the team will respond to, you know, just a change of scenery almost to something because things aren't, you know, clicking or whatever, just to 
get some type of energy that might not be there. Why is that done in, in basketball and not in football? Because basketball, it's such a game of runs mm-hmm. and how things can change so quickly. Where football, it's 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 more sustained type of plays. You know, where basketball, it's so such back and forth that sometimes you you just need that energy, especially if you you're not sensing any of it at all. Yeah. It's hard to pinpoint specifically, this is the reason why they do it in basketball, Mm -hmm. not so much in football, but just, I think it's easier to do in basketball. A technical foul is not as detrimental as- But but why not like on a third and 10, so ref makes a bad call. You're mad and you're a coach, third and 10, you throw an incomplete pass, you're kicking a football anyway. What's to stop you from, like, stepping out on the field and just giving the ref the business like they do in college? I mean, essentially getting a technical foul, you're going to get a 15-yard personal, what, a sideline warning or whatever. I've never really seen that. Why do we not see that in football, but we see it regularly? I mean, if you watch two back-to-back college basketball games, odds are you're going to see a coach get a technical foul. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. seems to happen a lot. Yeah, well, the, but the, it never happens in football. Well, the coaches are so much closer to the refs. Yeah, uh, there's so much more interaction between the refs and the coaches, uh, and th- there's definitely some situations where th- there's bad blood between the refs and the coaches. Oh yeah, in, in basketball that doesn't surprise and, me, and that carries mm-hmm. over just because again the proximity and I mean they hear everything. It's, and it'll be interesting now they'll hear everything <laughs> in some of these games where there's going to be zero fans or very limited. Well, that's fans. a really good point because yeah, they will hear it all. Yeah, and the fans will hear it all. <laughs> That'll be the interesting thing too. I mean, if you not that you wouldn't, but if you've got a courtside seat at a ball game this year, that uh, even more chance than normal of uh, being able to do that. So that's interesting. Hey, if you do want to jump in and uh, chat football, well, I talked basketball there, which I said I wasn't going to do, but it was in the context oh, of did. football. Yes, you did. It was in the context of football. And that was not the sport that you were. No, no, no. We're going to get to that later in the show. We, we've uh, we'll get that. But hey, eight six four six five four seven six two seven. If you want to jump in, so hey, if you're just tuning in, if you're in your car, if you're just jumping on Facebook with us. Uh, Tyler Davis will not be playing in the game at Notre Dame this weekend. Mike Jones Jr. will not be playing in the game this weekend against Notre Dame. That goes with Jamie Skalski. So that is three defensive starters, two of them right up the middle. Two linebackers out of your three linebackers are out. So you'll have Jake Venables in now as a middle linebacker. And then you'll have Trenton Simpson. More than likely, will get the start again. True freshman. And you'll have, you know, essentially true freshman Brian Brissy, uh in the middle at defensive tackle. It's it's unbelievable. It I mean, is. it's youth, but they all three of those guys I just named not only played well against Boston College, they all had big moments that really were game changing moments. And it's interesting that you know the youth that they have. We know they're talented, but we repeatedly hear from former players talk about that Brent Venable's defense is so complex. It takes you some time to really Mm -hmm. fully understand it. And I think that's probably what's happening right now is that some of these key misses, you know, big, big plays that the defense is giving up. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just guys just not truly understanding the system as of yet. Now, Kendall Joseph has talked about it a lot that, I mean, it's especially that linebacker position. I mean, you've got to know that defense in and out, and it takes time. And so somebody like a Trenton Simpson, who I think is going to be just a phenomenal oh, yeah. player, mm-hmm. 
You know, so once he truly has a full grasp of the system, and just remember, they really haven't had a true you know, off-season to be able to yeah. get it all in. Now, I know Brian Brzee was talking a lot about how it was all through Zoom meetings, and you know, at least that helped some, but still, it's just not the same. No, it's not. And uh, that linebacker position, there's so much stress and there's so much demanded of those linebackers in the Brent Venables defenses yes. that it's, uh, it's a big-time load to carry, and it'll be interesting. You know, Trent Simpson had the he had a number of tackles in the game. I think he broke a pass up as well. He also, you, know, you talk about that Boston College game and the ball not bouncing Clemson's way. Exactly, I know which play you're talking about. He, you know, uh, Jerkovic or whatever goes puts the ball on the ground. Trent Simpson goes to scoop it up and run into the end zone, and somehow it looked intentional. Jerkovic kicked his foot out and kicked the ball out of his hand, and he didn't kick it 10 yards away. He kicked it off his body, and it fell right down to him to, to be done. Or Trenton might have been dancing into the end zone with a touchdown. Agreed, 100%. And Brissy, of course, the, the big tackle at the end of the game. But that was still a big play by Simpson because it at least got a sack. Oh, yeah. And that you know was, again, just showcasing the defense made the big plays when they had to make them. Uh, only giving up 66 yards in the second half. That's amazing. A shutout in the second half. I mean, it's absolutely insane. And and also, just from a special teams standpoint, I mean, punting. Who would have ever thought that that was going to be such a big play because was Dabo going to go for it or punt it right there at the end of the game, basically, mm-hmm. on that fourth and short? And that proved to be the right call. He made the right call. <laughs> yes, because Spires puts that down right there, you know, whatever the five-yard line or the seven-yard line or, you know, whatever. And that It was inside. It was the four. It was, it was at the four. four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and that leads to the safety. And that basically ended the game. I was curious. You and Kwok talked about this from the BC game uh, on the fifth quarter show. It did not lead to a safety. It led to, oh. a, t- it led to a touchdown. They got the call wrong. I felt like, I mean, Brissy has Jerkovic. He's pulling him back, and he doesn't go forward with his arm. He kind of flicked his finger to, to knock the ball forward. It should have been so you fumble think in the fumble. end zone. I think it was fumble in the end zone that Brissy then recovered. So it should have been strip sack, fumble recovery, touchdown for Brissy instead of the safety. But they did review it. I don't think they got it right on the review. Did you see the – if you see the view from behind – uh, Jerkovic, and it was, I think it was Clemson social media that had it. So literally, it's like Brissy throwing Jerkovic to the ground five feet in front of you. His arm was not going forward. I don't know how they did it. I don't know why he would have ruled it that way on the field. Should have been a touchdown for Brian Brissy. Maybe, well, maybe they didn't have that angle to look at. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Yeah. If it was done by social media, maybe they didn't. But uh, who knows whether they got that right or not. All right, hey, coming up next segment, we're going to go, we're deep diving. We're deep diving on Clemson football. We have Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk jumping in here. If you're hanging out with us on Facebook, we'll keep the uh, mics open during the break. But we'll be back right after this. This is the Mark Childress Show. Ladies and gentlemen, today's opponents on Man versus Train. At the crossing, we have Rick, a 175-pound frustrated man who's running late for work. And on the tracks, we have Bull, a million-pound freight train that takes a mile to stop. Let's see who comes out on top. You can't beat a train, so don't try. Stop. Trains can't. 
Paid for by NHTSA. With Carolina Fresh Farms, you'll be the envy of your neighborhood. It's the perfect time to make plans for fall. Whether you need to protect your lawn to prevent winter weeds, freshen up your mulch, or create a new project like a natural stone paver patio, outdoor fireplace, or retaining wall, our knowledgeable staff specialists are ready to help you. With seven locations across South Carolina, visit our website, carolinafreshfarms.com, to find the location nearest you. Carolina Fresh Farms, your landscaping supply specialist. Hi, Clemson fans. This is Seneca Mayor Pro Tem Ronnie O'Kelly, and we want to invite you to visit our great city, Seneca, just 10 minutes up the road. We have so much to offer. That's right, Ronnie. Next time you're coming in for the big game, why don't you come in a little bit early and check out downtown Seneca? If you enjoy great dining and fabulous music, it's Jazz on the Alley every Thursday night, 6.30 till 9. You can check the website for more information at Seneca.sc.us. Electric City Crane Service, here to service any and all of your commercial and residential crane needs. Trust the local pros with over 50 years of experience in steel erection, roof trusses, and material lifts. Electric City Crane Service can also set new AC units and move or relocate hefty equipment in a safe and efficient manner. Ready to help you in every step of the way? Leave it to the certified professionals at Electric City Crane Service. Call 225-5351 today. 225-5351. Go Tigers! Hey y'all, former Clemson football player Hunter Renfro here. When I'm not on the field, I choose Onward Reserve to outfit my lifestyle. Whether it's dinner with my wife, a round of golf with my friends, a day on the water fishing, or game day in Clemson, I count on Onward Reserve to look my best. Swing by their new store in Clemson for game day apparel, accessories, and more at 383 College Avenue, downtown Clemson, and online at onwardreserve.com. buyers you're about to make the biggest purchase of your life it's a stressful high pressure situation you need a lawyer you can trust to make sure your deal closes without a hitch holiday ingram is your go-to closing attorney in the upstate hayes holiday and trey ingram have helped thousands of homeowners close on their dream home and they want to be your closing attorney call hayes and trey today to help you with your purchase you'll be glad you did visit holidayingram.com for more information If you're tired of some skinny health coach telling you to eat spinach, call the Health Dare Clinic. We're a professional team of coaches, but we've all taken the dare. We have coaches who have reversed their symptoms of diabetes, sleep apnea, high blood pressure, cholesterol. Coach Amber lost over 100 pounds. We know how hard getting healthy can be. Our team promises results in 30 days or your money back. No starvation or gym workouts. We'll do all the work for you. Call 1-877-I-DARE-ME. Go to idareme.com. Your camper, RV, or boat is one of your biggest investments. When it's time to clean it, store it, service it, and fuel it back up for a new season of adventures, the experts at Take Cover Storage do it all for you. With state-of-the-art secure storage and convenient location in Seneca near several upstate lakes, Take Cover Storage does all the work for you, so you can spend more time with your friends and family, relaxing and making memories. Learn more online at TakeCoverBoatsAndRV.com or call at 864-608-9270. Gang day colors, armchair coaching, holding your breath on fourth and inches. There's no mistaking when you're behind your team. And at First Community Bank, we know the feeling. 
For 25 years, we've measured our own record by the long-term success of our clients. We help business owners with the most innovative products and the kind of counsel and relationships that span decades. Because it's always easier to get ahead with someone behind you. First Community Bank, the bank behind your business. Member FDIC. Kiwi Financial Group in Clemson provides an independent perspective to savings, investing, and retirement planning. They want to help you remove doubt about your financial future. You've worked hard all these years, and you need someone to work hard for you. It's your money. It's your future. Talk to the trusted advisors at Kiwi Financial Group in Clemson. Call them at 654-5043 or online at KiwiFG.com. Securities and advisory service offered through Strategic Financial Alliance, Inc., otherwise unaffiliated with Kiwi Financial. Great Southern Homes has been building beautiful, exceptional, and great value homes in South Carolina for over two decades. Residents in the Midlands and the Lowcountry have come to trust Great Southern Homes as a premier home builder. And now you can too. Great Southern Homes is now building in the entire upstate. At Great Southern Homes, dream homes are standard. If you're looking for the right builder to make your dream home come true, look to Great Southern Homes. You'll be glad you did. Visit us online at greatsouthernhomes.com. Circumstances continue to drive uncertainties for families in our communities. One constant you can consider is the funding available for your student to attend college. Thanks to the South Carolina Workforce Industry Needs Scholarship, Tri-County students majoring in critical workforce areas like healthcare, manufacturing, computers, criminal justice, or early childhood may be eligible for a scholarship that pays $100 per credit hour. Learn more at tctc.edu forward slash scwins. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Welcome back into the Mark Childress Show. Every Wednesday night from 7 to 9, Mark Childress here with Richmond Weaver. Uh, a couple of folks on hold. Uh, we lost you during the break. If you want to jump back in, we've got Lawton Swan coming up here in just a second. Uh, call us back after the top of the hour. I think it was Jay and somebody else, and uh, we will definitely get to you. Sorry about that. Sorry we couldn't uh, get you on board. Let's go to the Northland Communication phone lines right now. Our good friend from Clemson Sports Talk, Mr. Lawton Swan. Lawton, what's going on, man? Mark, I'm good, man. Just busy as all get out, getting ready for this matchup between the Tigers and the Fighting Irish. I am excited about this game as well. I have a really random question only because it came up last segment. Was the play made by Brian Brissy a safety or should it have been a touchdown? Uh, it was close. I think it was, I, I, I think it was a safety. I, I thought the way the ball sort of came out of the quarterback's hand that you know, it, it looked like it had a little spiral to it. There was, I had a moment, though. I'm not going to lie. I had a moment. And then, of course, Brian played it right because he went over it and got after the football. But, yeah, I think they got the call right. Interesting. I, I thought there was a there was an angle, Lawton. I think it might have come from uh, Clemson social media, and maybe they didn't have the angle that showed Brissy ripping him down. And I felt like he literally just like flicked his fingers, not went forward. And I just feel like it was such an amazing play. It should have been capped off by counting as a touchdown, and then he did his dance and all that stuff. But still worked out, and uh, and all that was good. So uh, Lawton, right before we came on, and I guess after you went off the air down in uh, Columbia and down in uh, Myrtle Beach. Uh, Tyler Davis, Mike Jones Jr. ruled out of the game against Notre Dame. What impact do you think that makes? Well, I, I definitely think that at this point in the season, and Dabo Sweeney said this, you know, you've got to be able to count and rely on guys like Brian Brzee, who you just mentioned. I mean, he, he was ragdolling people and has the entire time he's been at Clemson. But, you know, these guys aren't freshmen anymore. So, yes, it's significant to have Tyler Davis out, but 
Uh, this is a group that's built with the fact that, you know, in mind that the players that they've brought in uh, can play pretty much out of the gates in a lot of positions. And so this COVID-19 years allowed them to develop guys that they could choose to redshirt down the road. But all in all, I, I think that Brian Brazil would do a good job on the, the defensive front. And quite frankly, you know, it was a, a unique defense that Clemson started with uh, this past Saturday because, you know, James Skalski was out. They really went with, you know, five defensive backs in the game and Mike Jones Jr. obviously in that nickel hybrid spot would sort of play that role to a degree if he were healthy but you know Trenton Simpson in the second half made a couple of big plays he's a former five-star kid out of Charlotte uh, Mallory Creek High School I like him I think his mobility I think he's fast I think he's learning on the fly but all in all I think this matchup plays pretty well for Clemson because their secondary isn't going to be tested nearly as much as maybe some teams in this league could because Notre Dame, quite frankly, and Ian Book just don't throw the ball well and don't really have too many deep threats. Good tight ends, but not really anything where you would expect them to beat Clemson over the top like you've seen Boston College take advantage of early uh, this past Saturday, even Syracuse at times. And, you know, Clemson's secondary has been really good, guys, this year, but uh, they've had a couple of bad weeks here in a row. Yeah, hanging out with Lawton Swan from uh, Clemson Sports Talk. Yeah, this this feels like, and I know it won't be that because of how creative Tony Elliott is offensively, but it kind of feels like it's going to be a 1997 matchup between Clemson and Notre Dame because Notre Dame runs the football so much. That's really what their identity is, and you got to think that Clemson's going to rely heavily on the run, at least early in the ballgame, to get D.J. Uyunglele settled in. Yeah, and my biggest concern with Clemson right now on the ground is is really third and two, you know, goal line situations, whether you go all the way back to the Wake Forest game to open the season. But they just haven't been great in that situation. And I know it's easy for people to look at the game and say, oh, man, just snap the ball to DJ and and let him power. I think this week that's going to be a little bit more of what you might see for Clemson in the short run game because they know they have a week off. They know they're most likely going to get Trevor Lawrence back before the Florida State game. And so I think that they'll have a little bit more – uh, willingness to maybe run DJ. Plus, he's had a full week of practice to put in that QB power type play. And if it were me, I'd line Kobe Pace up back there and say, all right, Kobe, free, you know, open up a spot and let DJ just power through to get a yard or two if you have to. I, it would look a lot like Taj Boyd if it were my choice. But again, I don't get paid a million dollars like my buddy Tony Elliott does to make those calls. So <laughs> we'll see what they do if they do have some short yarded situations. But they've really struggled, even with Travis Etienne to pick up a yard or two when necessary. And I don't think this Notre Dame fighting Irish defense is one that you want to kick a ton of field goals against if you're down there in the goal line. You want to be able to punch it in. No, absolutely, as we continue on with uh, Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. Okay, this brings up a bunch of questions, and this is where I was headed with this. So... DJ did not run the ball in the first half last week, and I think he had two runs in the second half, both in that first drive, obviously the big, long TD run. There's speculation, you know, he banged his shoulder up against Miami. Have you heard anything? And because I know you're on every single one of these Zoom calls and player interviews and things like that. Have you read anything that would lead you to believe that he's still a little banged up and that was the reason why they didn't run him a lot last week? I, I think that was probably some of the hesitation. And Coach Sweeney hasn't said anything you know, to that nature. The one thing he did update, though, at the quarterback spot, he said that Tyson Pumachan has been able to do everything they've asked of him this week. So I think that also maybe opens up some more options um, for DJ. Now, certainly watching Tyson through two years at Clemson throw the ball, I would not be excited if he had to come in at this point and uh, be the guy on, on Saturday against the number four ranked fighting Irish. 
But I do feel like, and we polled Clemson Tiger fans about their confidence, guys, in DJ Uyunglele today uh, on the show. I said, hey, you know, are you extremely confident or somewhat confident? And, guys, it came in at like a 94% clip. People were on the confident side with DJ. 50% said they were extremely wow. confident. So Tiger fans are excited. And it's really hard. But you got to think back just two years ago, hey, that big number 16, Trevor Lawrence, he was a freshman. And mm-hmm. going into the college football playoff against Notre Dame, and certainly had more experience at that point. But I think the comparison of Trevor to Kelly Bryant back then made everybody feel much more confident with Trevor because you knew he was the better guy. I think right now the reason anybody's got angst about DJ Uyunglele is because they know that the better guy right now is Trevor Lawrence and he's out. If it were the other way around, if people thought DJ was the better of these two guys, people would be supremely confident with him. I think it's the comparison. It's the you know the old temperature in the room. It's all relative, and you're comparing him to one of the best we've ever seen. So I think that's why if anybody's nervous about DJ, I think that's what it really comes down to. And we're continuing with Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports. You can check out all his work, uh, ClemsonSportsTalk.com. And uh, Lawton, we talk about the injuries not only on the defensive side, but then obviously Trevor not playing. But from the wide receiver standpoint, though, that it seems to be something is just missing, you know, with Joseph Ngata and Frank Latson Jr. How detrimental is it not having that over-the-top, real true deep threat guy? Oh, I think it's huge. And, you know, Dabo said that Frank Ladson's going to be good and should be good to go this week, so that's a big deal. But good. Joseph Ngata has just been, uh, I mean, it's all over the place. You expect him to show up and play one week, and he gets in a, a play or two gets banged up and he's back out. It's been a rough season for him. I I think, you know, if you go back and just kind of look at what Clemson's always sort of had, whether it's T. Higgins, who was a sophomore and was sort of coming into his own when Justin Ross comes in and has to fill that, you know, fill another void for Clemson in the college football playoff, has two games at like 150 with three touchdowns against Notre Dame and Alabama as a freshman. You kind of waited to see was Joseph Ngata or Frank Ladson going to emerge into that a year ago when you had Higgins and Ross sort of in their way. Neither of them ever were able to do that. Then Higgins goes to the NFL. Ross is obviously your number one. He's out now. And neither of these two guys has really kind of come on as quickly as Higgins or Ross before them. And so that's where I think Clemson's missing that deep threat. Now, I've seen some things from E.J. Williams I like. I love the fact that he's physical downfield blocking. I think Dabo Sweeney eats that up. But I asked Coach Sweeney last week or earlier this week sort of jokingly, I said, hey, have you thought about dusting off that old number 88 because you guys are really banged up at wide receiver? He said, man, (laughs) this is the worst we've ever been banged up at wideout since I've been at Clemson. And it holds true. And you've just kind of seen that play out over the past couple of weeks. The good news is Amari Rodgers is solid. I think the tight ends are weapons when Clemson and Tony Elliott choose to make them weapons. And I would imagine this weekend we'll probably see a little bit more of that. We've seen it at times this year. But I think it's something they use when they feel like it's necessary. And in a number one versus number four matchup, I think you got to go with every bit of weaponry at your disposal. And that's what Clemson will do Saturday night. Wrapping things up now with Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. Lawton, uh, prediction on the score on Saturday. Woo, man, you know, it's hard to think this thing gets up past 35 points. And, and that's even that's going to be even tough for me. You know, I, I think Clemson does end up winning it. I think it'll be a game that's played in like that 31-24, 31-27 range. I think that'll be mm-hmm. about right. 
Yeah, I think I'm with you on that as well. It'll, it'll be interesting, and then you've got to factor in the luck of the Irish. So you're you're a little younger than me, Lawton. So Notre Dame's a bucket list for me. Saw them win some national titles, you know, back in the day with Lou Holtz. They were the premier program in the country there for a number of years. Do you think of Notre Dame that way? Oh yeah. Listen, you can't you can't deny mystique. I mean, the Cubs didn't win a World Series for a hundred and whatever years. And you, you, if you told me, hey, Swanee, we got tickets to Wrigley Field to see the Cubbies, I would have been like, let's go. What's their record? Oh, they had won a game all season. <laughs> let's go. They're just venues <laughs> nice. that are a little bit different. And, and Notre Dame and Notre Dame Stadium and all of that, uh, you know, that goes on in South Bend certainly fit that description, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I, this is a bucket list place for me. I'm really disappointed I didn't get to go. I think Clemson's going back there in 2024, 2025. I'll have to recircle. I'll have to look during the break yeah, and see when my next uh, – is that right? Oh, dude, they're, they're playing there so many times between now and, like, 2039. We got our chances, Mark. We'll get there. Let's go. Yeah, we're going to go together then. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> we'll get it done. Hey, Lawton, got about uh, 45 seconds here. Tell us what we can expect the rest of the week on Clemson Sports Talk. Man, look, we've been diving into this game, obviously, all week long and peeking over the fence into the, the Fighting Irish with our buddies over at Irish Sports Daily. But really looking forward to putting out some stuff on Trenton Simpson, the kid I mentioned earlier. I think his future is very bright in Tigertown. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you on that. I think it'll be good stuff. And again, folks, go hit up Clemson Sports Talk, one of the best around. Lawton always does a great job and uh, awesome work. Dude, you're churning out so much content, just trying to keep up with you is amazing, man. So uh, thanks for carving out some time uh, for us tonight. Guys, always appreciate it, and uh, thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. At Clemson Sports on Twitter. It's a fantastic follow over there. All right. uh, Hour number one in the books. Coming up in hour number two. We got Morgan Thomas coming up at 825. Football talk will continue. Definitely want to talk a little bit more about this Notre Dame matchup with Richmond here. And uh, we're going to wander on over to the NFL as well. This is the Mark Childress Show. Broadcasting live from the Priority One Security Studios, WCCP 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT, 1560 Cowpens, 97.5 Spartanburg, the Upstate's number one choice for sports. We are the Roar. Hey, football fans, do you own a home? Do you own a business? If so, are you interested in protecting your family, your business, or your customers from harmful virus, germs, or bacteria? Hey, I'm Brandon, the owner of BioPure, and we're a germ control company located right here.